Looking for car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on Westway Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN 10 Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center and beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. Well, there you are. I was hoping you'd find me. Here's a little hot rod tale about a 1932 Ford Coupe. I hope you folks enjoy it. Once on the far side of yesterday, in a small snow-covered town nestled high in the Colorado Rockies, sat a neglected piece of old Ford tin. In its heyday, it was a happy little jalopy. It was painted red and sported chrome-reverse wheels. It ran a 49 full-house flathead hooked to a 39 gearbox and had metal flake green tuck-and-roll upholstery. It had a dash full of wingtip gauges and a cut-down 39 banjo steering wheel. Sitting in the driver's seat felt like you were in the cockpit of a B-52 ready for takeoff. It was the talk of that small hot rod town. No one had ever seen anything like it. Till then, hot rods were rarely painted and usually modified to do only one thing, go fast. But this little hot rod was combined with the best of both worlds because not only was it pretty, it was pretty quick. It spread joy and happiness wherever it went and it inspired those who admired its beauty even more. It could rip through those narrow roads of that mountain town with such speed and ease that whoever happened to catch it going by would watch in amazement. Then, for some reason, It was stripped for its parts and left abandoned. No one really knows how or why it came to be sitting up there in the mile-high city hills. One thing was for sure, it sat for so long its engine filled with rainwater and was frozen solid. Its bare tin creaked in the frigid Colorado winters and buckled under the heat of the summer sun. Its shiny red finish was gone and any hint of color that was left completely faded away. At some point, someone even used it for target practice taking a few shots at it before turning their rifle on maybe one of Bambi's distant cousins. Then one day, from a little island far across the vast Pacific came a young hot rodder who took that old Ford home with him and worked day and night to bring it back to life. When he was done, it was once again a happy little hot rod. 
Hell, it was painted bright yellow and rumbled on a set of chrome reverse wheels. It ran a small block Chevy for an engine and four Rochesters kept that little mouse motor evenly fed. A smooth four-speed Muncie transmission was added for excitement, while a Halloran V8 quick change gave it an extra kick to drive. And like before, it spawned love and admiration and inspired those who came to admire its beauty at car shows even more. Then for some reason, it was abandoned once again and the hot rod sat for years. Its shiny finish was gone and this time rust covered its surface from one end to the other. Someone even took it apart just to see what made that little hot rod tick, what gave it a heartbeat and couldn't find a clue. So now that little jalopy waits for that young hot rodder to show up once more. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Set the way back machine. Yes, sir, Mr. Peabody. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you missed any of our past shows, yes, ladies and gentlemen, they are all uploaded on our podcast, which you can also find archived on our website. Good evening, Tommy. How you doing? Good evening, Robert. Very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Now, uh... We're not going to go into what I just did a few minutes ago, but uh, everybody around here scrambling like a madman. But uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later because with a little luck. Uh, well, well, you don't want to mention? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. We won't go there. But anyway, oh, hey, yo, let's see. Yeah, follow us on Facebook, Gulfstream Motorsports. Uh, Gulfstream Motorsports. Com. Gulfstream Motorsports and Nostalgic Union Cars. Don't forget to visit our Twitter, and I believe that is at NRC on Air. I think I got that right, and. Uh, I'm not worried about that too much because as soon as I say it wrong, my son will text me from Orlando since he's a full-fledged student now at the University of Central Florida. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we have an Instagram. And the Instagram, I think, is Gulfstream Motorsports. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Startober, and we have another surprise guest for you this evening. See, I do stumble over my words. And, um, yes, another star-studded show. And the guest tonight is from History Channel. So he has been on our show before. He's got a great show, and uh, everybody digs him. So we'll keep you in suspense for the next uh, 15 or 20 minutes before the interview, because the interviews generally start at the bottom half of the hour. So what did we do this weekend? Well, this weekend we went to uh, Lake Mirror. There was a number of things going on. There was the uh, DuPont Registry Cars and Coffee. There was the Lake Mirror Classic, and I believe there was... Uh, might have been the small fun and sun fly-in. And if you go to floridacarshows.com or flacarshows.com, you can find out where all the events are that are taking place in the state of Florida. And there was a number of events that were taking place, which is really kind of cool because there's a lot of stuff going on. And now that the weather is starting to get a little bit cooler, and uh, when I say that cooler, I also mean that we're actually coming into the Halloween season. Okay, so this is one of my favorite times of year. And... Uh, it's getting cooler, and there's going to be car show upon car show upon car show upon car show upon car show. Now, what's going on this weekend? Well, this upcoming weekend is, if you happen to make it, to Savannah, 
Georgia, HSR, the Historic Sports Car Racing Group, is putting on their three-day event up there. And I think Hilton Head also takes place this week. So that's a really nice car show. And then ultimately it wraps up on the following Sunday with a concourse. Now, for those of you guys that like old-school-style high rods in Dawsonville, Georgia, you can go and partake in the Moonshine Festival. Now, that's really cool. Every year for the last seven years, I've been talking about going there. And five out of the seven years, I've actually been invited to go to the um, Moonshine Festival. Unfortunately, it always conflicts with something else that's going on, and that's always a bummer. So here's how this works. They basically take downtown Dawsonville, like they do with a lot of small towns, and they line it up with really cool cars. So they've got a really cool car show on one side, actually taking up two streets, and then on one side they've got all these 38, 39, 40 Fords all lined up. Not just the 38, 39, and 40 Fords, but they've got some newer stuff too in the late 40s and early 50s, and these are basically many of which are original preserved moonshine cars. So it's a huge festival. If you get a chance, you can Google it, Moonshine Festival. And there's a lot of NASCAR boys that show up there. And, of course, as you all well know, a lot of the NASCAR boys, drivers, uh, let's say Junior Johnson most notably, uh, they were all uh, moonshine runners back in the day. So uh, that's kind of pretty cool. And um, many of them, who I can't remember all their names, some of them are still with us, some of us aren't. But uh, it's a really, really cool festival. So if you're really into the uh, vintage NASCAR scene and the old-school moonshine scene, there's an opportunity to kind of really check that out. Speaking of Georgia, Moultrie, Georgia is coming up in a couple of weeks. Now, that's a big swap meet. I truly enjoy Moultrie, and it's kind of funny how it works. And I've, I've talked about this a number of times on my show. When you go to Moultrie, Georgia, Georgia is kind of like the last state that is considered the South by Southerners, true Southerners. Florida... Yeah, even though the top part of the state is kind of considered the South, it's really not. And they definitely have the dialect and, and the culture. But as you filter on down through Central and South Florida, it changes immensely. It uh, becomes, what was, what's the word I'm thinking of? It becomes North United States. You know, it becomes uh, New England. It becomes New York. It becomes Chicago. It becomes uh, the Midwest because a lot of people in those areas have kind of migrated down here. And then, of course, you have a strong Hispanic culture in South Florida, too. But those guys are all interested in cars equally as much as the people in Georgia. Now, getting back to Moultrie, the thing about Moultrie I like, it's a really, really sizable three-day event. I believe they have it twice a year. They have it in the fall and they have it in the spring, or some people call that the winter. And um, But what's really cool is a lot of the hardcore Southerners, let's say Tennessee, Alabama, Carolinas, Kentucky, even Virginia, West Virginia, they are considered really true Southerners, and they consider, you know, the Moultrie swap meet kind of a Southern-style swap meet. And what's really neat is you have all this obscure stuff that's been laying around for years and years and years. So some really cool stuff shows up there. And it's not as commercial as, let's say, for example, the Turkey Rod Room, which is also at the end of the month, which has religiously been going on. I can't even count how many years, but I'm going to say at least going back early 80s, that's how long I've been going. And that's the Turkey Rod Room in Daytona, and that's always uh, held uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So Moultrie is an event that we're looking forward to because some really cool stuff. Unfortunately, Turkey Rod Run has kind of become very commercial, and the old-school vendors just don't show up there as much as they do, so it's a lot of new stuff there. But the thing that is cool about uh, Turkey Rod Run is you've got over three to 4,000 cars that show up there, so they got some pretty cool cars. Not to mention there's a lot of cars that are for sale. So if you're looking for kind of a cool old classic, you definitely want to look into that. Now, I think uh, 
Tommy's got something on the turntable, so uh, why don't you fire up that first song? Here's a little Toad the Wet Sprocket, and the title of this song is Fall Down, and they are coming to the Capitol Theater, I think, soon, as well as Santana is going to be coming there, and he might be there this weekend, so we'll play a song from Santana a little bit later. So here's a little Toad the Wet Sprocket. You're tuned into Nostalgia Cutting Cars. Don't touch that dial, because, yes, we will be back, and I've got more car stories for you. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage sport and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsport, 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Okay, we're back. Yeah, looking for car shows? Be sure and check out FloridaCarShows.com. Now, speaking of car shows, another one that's coming up is our good friends, uh, Carlisle Group out of uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They've got their annual swap meet. Actually, there's a biannual because I think they have a spring show and a fall show. So that'll be coming up in Lakeland here, or Plant City, in the next uh, couple of weeks. So I'll tell you about that. And, of course, the big event next week is SEMA. Yes, you hear me talking about that all the time. So SEMA, one week long. Actually, it uh, starts Tuesday officially. But everybody gets there on Friday, which is a couple days from now. And they're setting up and stuff like that. We're talking 26, 2,800 vendors and somewhere around 250 to 300,000 people stroll through there. Now, it is business to business. So that means if you are somehow involved in the automotive industry, let's say you have a dealer license. Let's say you have a repair license. Let's say you have a parts license. Some sort of automotive license, you can um, basically uh, check out SEMA. But it is the second largest convention in Las Vegas, only to the Consumer Electronics 
convention, which I think takes place in January. And one of these days I'm going to go to that. And uh, But I think that falls on the same week as Scottsdale Collector Car Week. And, of course, we generally make a point to go there. So you always hear me talking about the major events that you want to definitely check out over the uh, course of the year, and that would be SEMA, obviously, Scottsdale Car Week, Amelia Island, and Monterey. Now, getting back to this past weekend, we had the Lake Mere Classic, and a friend of mine was busy working the DuPont Registry Cars and Coffee because he had his Porsche there on display because HSR, Historic Sports Car Racing, had a tent there. They also had a display at uh, in Lakeland at the uh, Lake Mere Classic. And that is broken up into two shows. Basically, you have the concourse, which is around the lake, which is basically concourse-quality cars. And then you have the downtown car show, which is pretty cool because they have the streets all roped off. And there was just lots and lots and lots of cars. Roughly, just to give you an idea how big the show is, 600-plus cars were there. So you name it, it was there. So whether you had a vintage Porsche, an Isetta, a Cobra replica, a Corvette, a 442, a Shelby, a couple Cougar Eliminators, just a Mercury Marauder, um, a couple SS Impalas, Novas, you name it, it was all there. Chevelles, Goats, uh, Roadrunners, Satellites, GTXs, they're all uptown. Down on the show field, there was a couple really cool cars there, and a car that I really liked was a 1970 Grabber Orange Shelby, 6970, uh, actually, 6970 the same car, but this was a 70 Shelby, Grabber Orange, factory four-speed, small block with air. Almost, if I had to spec one out, that would be the color. And um, and there was a beautiful 70Z28 there. Didn't have the RS front end, but it was also a factory four-speed, a 68 Shelby factory four-speed. But the car that I drove over was a 1957 Corvette Roadster, factory 283, 2.4 barrel, and a three-speed. And I had to leave around 6 o'clock in the morning because I had to be there before 8. And I was. I was there at 745. It was like one of the third or fourth cars that rolled in there. And uh, so that was a lot of fun. So I actually drove that car from a friend of mine's. And uh, if you go to our Facebook page, there's a picture of it. And if you go to Gulfstream Motorsports, and I just basically titled it Early Morning Drive. And it was a lot of fun because uh, you kind of get a grasp on what it's like to drive a vintage car. Now, if you're a wrench and you're used to old cars and you're used to the quirky little noises and the nuances, like, you know, maybe it might pull a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. It doesn't ride real smooth. you got bias ply tires, which is like riding on rocks. Um, handling, okay. And you got drum brakes manual drum brake, so it naturally doesn't stop on a dime. So what you have to do is you have to kind of give yourself some distance. And uh, I shot a video of it as I was actually driving the car. I'm going to have to edit a little bit, and uh, I might throw that up on YouTube just for giggles, but it was kind of cool. So I stayed in the far right lane most of the time. It took me a little over an hour and so to get over there, and I had the top up, but I took a couple pictures of it. It was really cool. I took one over the hood. I took one th- looking at the rear view mirror, side view mirror rather, and then I took one across the deck. Declan, and uh, they're kind of cool with the sun coming up and everything like that. But I'll tell you what, everybody was blowing by me. So 50% of the people gave me thumbs up. The other 50 wanted to kind of run me over because I was going so slow. But the car has 410 gears in it. So with 410 gears, you know, a 2500 RPM, which is a safe RPM. Yeah, you could twist it a little bit more. But let's say long distance, you know, it's an older car, so you have to treat it with respect. You have to nurse these old cars. If you want these old cars to last, particularly if they're relatively original, you nurse them. If you've got a resto mod where you got basically a vintage car and you got late model disc brakes all the way around, and you got a small block motor in it, you know, whether you got a Ford Coyote in it, you got an LS motor in it or something like that, and you got a five speed gearbox, and if you really can't drive, you put an automatic in it, but then put a skirt on while you're at it, uh, or diaper, I should say. If I say skirt, I'm going to offend some of the girls that are in the cars because most girls know what three pedals are and how to use all three of them, you know, but a little baby, you know, he's just, he, he can't. So you're a baby if you drive an automatic. Ooh, did I just. Hit a few people that way, didn't I? 
hey, man, look, real guys drive stick shifts, okay? Um, in fact, you know, back in the day when we used to street race all the time, that was the thing, is how fast could you power shift and keep up with an automatic or outshift an automatic? You really couldn't. But, you know, when you got down to that, I mean, you either had the mile an hour and you were ETing the guy. So whether you had a stick or an automatic, the only thing that I can tell you that I would consent or uh, not the word consent, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Consensus that I would match, basically, would be that an automatic is consistent. There's no question about that. So if you want consistency, not necessarily you're faster, but consistency, you definitely go with an automatic. You know, and all your race cars now are automatics. You know, most of them, even in GT racing, you know, the little woony, the little wussy's got to have a little, a little paddle shifter. You know, I was sitting in this Porsche. I work part time for a friend of mine, and you can go check out his website, File Racing. In fact, I'm wearing one of Scotty's shirts, and uh, we got a couple of Porsches, but we got most of them that we do work on the vintage Porsches are stick shift, three pedals. But we got a couple of them that got that funky little. I'm not even sure what it's called. Uh, BMW calls it an SMG. I think Porsche calls it a PDK. And uh, so there's some guys out there running PDKs. And I'm not exactly sure what it stands for, but we call it a PDK. So basically, it's an automatic. It's kind of like a stick shift, but it's not really a stick shift. Okay, they say it is, but it's not. It's, there's two pedals. All right? So two pedals is not, you know, that's a family car. So at any rate, uh, in a few minutes, I think we're going to have our guest call in. So uh, we'll get you primed for that. It's uh, 728 according to my clock. But anyway, so... While I was over there, one of the cars that really caught my attention, there was a couple of cars. One was a 1919. Now, if you guys want to Google Fatty Arbuckle, he was an entertainer back in the turn of the century. All right. Now, what he had was this 1919 Pierce Arrow, and I can't remember the name of it. But let me just tell you something. Back in the old days, you know, when, when they used rubber tires, back in the old days before they had the black, and I'm not sure exactly what the composition was that they used, and they did that for a reason because white tires got, got dirty. But... The original rubber that came out of the trees that they extracted, they made tires with, was kind of a whitish color, okay, kind of a cream color. And it was kind of like the rubber gum or whatever you want to call it. Well, anyway, these tires were 36 inches in diameter. This car weighed something like 7,000 pounds. It was absolutely incredible. Now, the cost of the car back in the day, it was either 19, I didn't quite hear it totally, but it was either 19,000 or 29,000. But let's just call it $30,000. $30,000 in the roaring 20 eras of the United States. That was a lot of money. When you take in consideration the Ford Model T was under $500. Okay, so by comparison, look at that. 20,000, let's just say it was 20,000. 20,000 versus 500. Do you mean, you, you put that in perspective in terms of, you know, the amount of money, the, the earning capacity that they had as entertainers back in the day and, uh, you know, and, and the flamboyancy, you know, it's just incredible. But this car was so outstanding. There was another car that was there. There was a 1920s, I'm going to say mid-20s Rolls-Royce custom-built Springfield chassis. Now, keep in mind, what people don't realize is Rolls-Royce was actually built in England, but they did ship some chassis here to the United States somewhere up, I'm going to say maybe, and I don't remember exactly, I'm going to say New York, somewhere around there, Massachusetts maybe. And I believe they were called Springfield chassis and what they would are Springfield bodies, and they built these custom bodies. Well, this particular one was a two-seat roadster with a rumble seat. But the original owner was Howard Hughes. That car was there. So think about this. So you've got everything from your basic Corvette, your basic Mustang, your basic Roadrunner, a little Isetta, a little Fiat 500 coupe, some wooden boats, beautiful stuff, I might add, to two probably the rarest cars that you would see ever. You know, in an open event like this, uh, a 1920, a 1919 Pierce a 19, a mid-20s Rolls-Royce. And then, to take it to a, another extreme, we had a couple of very, very rare cars there. 
it was a uh, very rare, I'm going to say it's late 40s Lancia. No, no, Alfa Romeo. And Alfa Romeo was a race car back in the day. I mean, like most Italian manufacturers and many European manufacturers, they they all got into racing at one point in time. And in, to, in order to support the racing venture or side of their business, they built a few streetcars. And generally, because they were pricey, they were generally custom-ordered by people that were of means, you know, affluent people. And uh, so this one particular Alfa Romeo there, I believe it was in 1949, it was one of six cars built, two-seat car, absolutely stunning. The value of these cars, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, they're in the millions, okay? They're in the millions. So for an open event like this and for people to be able to sit there and experience some amazing cars, and every one of these cars, by the way, have been to the top concourse in the, in the country. So that would be Amelia Island, um, Pebble Beach, and, of course, St. John's up in Detroit, Michigan. Also, speaking of concourse, I just got an email here the other day, and I'm not exactly sure who's uh, involved in, in putting it on, but Tampa, the city of Tampa, is doing, in 2019, in April of 2019, they are going to have their first official, I believe it's called the Gasparilla Concourse. I think if you Google Gasparilla Concourse d'Elegance. Okay, well, that's amazing. So where it's going to be is at the uh, waterfront down by the Curtis Sixon. Now, for those of you that have been around for a long, 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 long time in Florida, like I have in the early 70s, we used to have two major car shows around here, which were pretty cool back in the day, custom car shows, okay? And they were called World of Wheels, which was kind of like a group of, uh, it was kind of like a car show, mm, what's the word I'm thinking of here? It escapes me right now, but it was kind of like a venue that would travel around. So they would have a World of Wheels in Tampa, they'd have a World of Wheels in New York, they'd have a World of Wheels in Detroit, World of Wheels in Chicago, World of Wheels in Los Angeles, okay? So that's the type of event it was. But we used to have the World of Wheels and at the Bayfront Center in downtown uh, St. Petersburg. And then years later, it moved over to the Curtis Hickson. So, and then, uh, from what I recall, that was the last time we had them. So they did those throughout the 70s while I was um, going over there. So this is kind of like a throwback. So here they are. They've, they, the Curtis Hickson area, the waterfront area down there is really, really nice. And they're going to have a concourse d'elegance. Now, I'm not sure if this is going to be an open event. I don't know all the particulars just yet, but I'm kind of excited. Now, it's 2018, ladies and gentlemen, not 2017. And it takes a long time to put this thing together, to put together a team. You need a team of uh, people that will coordinate the, you know, the cars, uh, judges, logistics, advertising, you know, sponsors and things of that nature. And uh, so, but they are very, 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 very cool events. And, uh, if it's, it is going to be a full-blown concourse, that's a high-end event. So you will see some pretty amazing cars. And a friend of mine used to always dog on me because I would always say, well, you know, we have the coolest cars out west in California and places like that in Scottsdale, Arizona. And um, what I've discovered here in the last, uh, I'm going to say, two, three years is that there are some pretty amazing cars hidden all around the state of Florida. There's a number of private collections, and every time... I find out about one, um, it never ceases to amaze me. It never ceases to amaze me. So, at any rate, well, our guest should be calling us at any moment now, and he has our number, and some of these people like to give us their number, and some of them don't, and I understand that because it's generally proprietary knowledge, and uh, so, or proprietary information, and they obviously don't want to share that with us, which I don't blame them because... They first thing people do somehow if the number gets uh, in the wrong hands, the next thing you know, it's all over the Internet. I'll give you a good example. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan had uh, his number, and um, he had, he had uh, given it to me. I had it, 
And then people would text him. Well, you know, us older people aren't exactly the most savvy people when it comes to texting and stuff like that. And somehow he accidentally did something on Twitter and his number got out there and wide open all over the interweb. And then once it did, the whole world had found out about it. And actually, if you Google it, that number comes up, but that's not his current number. Anyway, we have our guest on the line. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to stage this thing a little bit here, and we're going to play just a little bit of a, a little snippet of a song and intro for him, and then we're going to introduce our guest. So stick around. You're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we'll be right back in a few minutes with our very special guest for the evening. I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon, something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats. 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 Millions of them. 
But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell me. He came to me. He opened a thing in his arms, and he made me drink. I am Dracula. from All Girls Garage and Barrett Jackson on Velocity, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. The gentleman's been on our show before. I'm delighted to welcome back the host of History Channel's hit TV show, Counting Cars, Danny Coker. Danny, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, brother. You, you said gentleman. Who came in? <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, man? I really, I really, uh, I, I, I dug the Dracula promo too, as well. By, by the well, way. good. I was thinking of you. Now, actually, the song that I played, and I was hoping to get you on a little earlier. I was going to play a little bit more of it, but it was actually called "Treat" by Santana. Now, Santana's oh. is coming in concert. I think it's going to be in in um, Orlando on the twenty sixth. So, oh, dude, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Well, now wait a minute. He, Go ahead. He never disappoints. He never disappoints. Now, you, you, people don't realize, and they, you don't talk about it too much on your TV show, but right. you're a musician, and you've got yes. your own Vamps. Yes. And Vamps, I was there a number of years ago on Halloween, and you guys did a stunning, spectacular uh, show there. So Thank tell, you. tell everybody about that, and if it's uh, still going. <laughs> is it going to be, well, it's, it's Halloween night, 31st. I appreciate that. Absolutely. The, uh, the, the, the band is funny, because what a lot of people don't know about me, Robert, is... is uh, is you know growing up there were three three major aspects to my life were motorcycles cars and music and they were all the three things that that I grew up doing and being a part of and uh, thank God I find myself in a position now where I'm doing bikes cars and music and and uh, and I'm 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 stoked to be doing it uh, the band is called Counts seventy seven it's a seventies vibe hard rock band we're we're an original band so we've got. We've been signed by Shrapnel Records. We've got two records out right now. The, the, the first one is the self-titled Count 77. Um, the second one is called uh, Soul Transfusion, Count 77. And um, they're, 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 the records are, do, are doing fantastic. The songs are, uh, are, are all original hard rock songs with a, you know, deeply rooted in that 70s hard rock vibe. And, uh, man, we play shows all over the country. It's like we're, we're here at the shop. I'm here at the shop. You know, here every day, uh, and then uh, myself and the band will get on a plane on a Friday and fly out somewhere, and uh, we'll be we'll hit a couple of shows in a couple of cities, and uh, be back Sunday night, and then I'm back here in the shop on Monday. So uh, it's 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 going fantastic, and as a matter of fact, ironically enough, we are playing home here uh, at Vamped. Uh, we're playing uh, this Saturday night because uh, Halloween, I think, what falls on a Tuesday. And so uh, uh, we're going to do our uh, we're going to do our Halloween show this Saturday night here at the club, man. So it should be a ball. If anybody's going to be in Vegas this weekend, come come join me. We're uh, we're going to go crazy. Well, now SEMA's next week. Okay, yeah. SEMA starts. So now, are you going to have an event on on? Are you are you going to be doing anything? Yeah, t- Tuesday night at your show at yeah, your well, advance. The, the the shop here 
you know, of course, we're open, you know, seven days a week. Right. And anybody just come down and, and, and come check it out anytime you want. But uh, uh, House of Colors, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the paint company, House of Colors, uh, uh, Valspar Matrix, they're, they're all uh, conglomerated. They, uh, they throw a big get-together right here at my shop uh, during SEMA every year. And then uh, myself, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go to SEMA and hang out a couple of booths, say hi to some friends down there. So it's going to be an interesting week next week. I can tell you that. A few years ago, you guys did a uh, special feature. One of the guy, one of your band members, you did a van for them. Does he still have the van? <laughs> yeah, man, John Zito. John Zito is uh, is is. Uh, there's two guitar players in the band. John Zito is one of the guitar players in the band, and uh, he's a dear, dear friend of mine. When uh, when we first opened my rock club, Count Stamped, here in Vegas, uh, it, which is going on whew, seven and a half, eight years ago now, uh, I had John Zito host a weekly electric jam. Uh, so it's just kind of like you know, uh, local musicians come down and uh, and 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 they get the, they get the jam out, and Zito hosts that. Well. We're still doing that every week. The, the, the John Zito Electric Jam is, uh, is, is Wednesday night. So he's a really good friend of mine, and then it evolved into uh, um, him, him being a, a member of, of my band. But uh, he was car shopping, and he was looking at different trucks, looking at different this and that and everything. And you just got to know John Zito. Like myself, he's a page out of the past. So uh, this 1977, as it would be, Dodge Tradesman... Um, original old-school conversion van from the 70s when they did them back then with uh, the little porthole windows and the pop-up sunroof and, the, you know, the stripe graphics and things like that and the fender flares and everything. Wait a minute. Don't when forget it, shag carpeting. Absolutely. The shag carpet <laughs> throughout. It, uh, it came to me. It was a survivor. It was in, it was in really, really, really good condition and uh, completely restored it. And uh, and it's now John Zito's daily driver, and he still has it. It's literally his daily driver. It's his only vehicle. He drives it all the time. Well, that's and super. It, it's, it's so much fun to see that thing go down the road because you just you, you can't miss it. It looks like an old school. You know, it looks like you're in the 70s. It's just great. And every time you're in it, you feel like you're in the 70s. I love <laughs> that van. I really never should have sold it to him. <laughs> well, you know what? That seems to be almost like a uh, typical theme on your shows. Eh, you know, I don't know if I want to sell this. No, no, I'm, lo- I'm in love with this car. It's tough. I buy great. I sell horrible. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's, it's hard, man. I do. I fall in love with these things. You know, you, 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 you put your heart and your soul into it. And you, you, you work so hard. And then they and then they leave. It's like it's like kids growing up leaving the house or something. You know, it's, you just you feel bad. But but the nice thing about it is I get to see that van all the time because it's 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 here all the time. Matter of fact, we're rehearsing tonight, so I'll see it tonight. Let me ask you a question. So congratulations, by the way, because you're now going well in your seventh season, right? We actually season eight is on the air right now. Oh wow! Uh, which is amazing, and uh, we are shooting uh, every day. Uh, on the on the next upcoming season, so yeah, season eight's on the air. We're shooting shooting for season nine right now, and uh, it's going great, man. We're we're so fortunate. We're 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 blessed. We 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 work very hard here. It's a team effort, and I always tell everybody that it's it's very much a team effort. We work really hard here at the shop, uh, and um, you know it's just a blessing to be able to do what we do because we love what we do. And, uh, and we get, you know, we're, we're, we're fortunate enough to be in the custom vehicle world and still be able to 
pay the bills and, and, and guys taking care of their families and things like that. So, you know, we're blessed to be able to, uh, to play with these toys. Well, not only that, but you have a very talented staff there. I mean, you know, the guys that you got, your painters, Mike, uh, the other guy, um, the goatee, I can't remember his name right now, but I met him a couple years ago at SEMA. Yeah. Um, is Raleigh still with you, Roley, or is he still with you? Uh, Roley's no longer with us. Roley uh, has, has, has moved on. Uh, but I, in in the paint department, I think you're thinking of Ryan. Ryan, yeah, uh, Ryan's yeah, Ryan good. Ryan is absolutely a, a pure genius. He's been with me, good lord. Ryan has been with me now, going on 19 years here at the shop. And uh, you know, it's another thing about Counts Customs. It ain't a TV show. Uh, Counts Customs has been a shop now for uh, for pushing a good 20 years, and uh, and we've been blessed with a television show. But it's it's a real shop. It's not not something made up for tv it's 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 for real but ryan's been with me now 19 years and uh he and i are are we work very close together uh he's a fantastic guy but yeah ryan ryan's with me of course horny mike and kevin and shannon in the bike shop and 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 a slew of other wonderful guys there's there's roughly there's roughly 45 of us here at the shop the, 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 when you walk, when you go into that complex there, it's off what Highland or what's the name of the street? Yeah, there? yeah, Highland, just south of Sahara. Okay, yeah, on the other side of the uh, overpass there. Yep. How many of those buildings do you actually have? I mean, it seems like you've been growing and growing and growing. And how much has the TV show impacted your business and your personal collection? I know that's a whole bunch of questions. Oh, I dude, just it's, it's it's impacted it huge. Uh, you know, when we started the television show, there were um, either seven or nine of us total uh-huh. and uh and one building and uh now there is roughly 45 of us and there is one two three four five six seven buildings now wow and uh we are we're we're so busy uh and it's 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 just a blessing it really is i mean we've got i feel, I feel bad because a lot of people are like dude you know i want my car done i want my car done but you know there there is a bit of a waiting list and and I'm a, I'm, I'm a real stickler for not doing something good enough for television. I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler about each vehicle that leaves here has got to be show quality in every respect. So while I could easily hire on a bunch of people and expand and take in more business, I fear that the quality would suffer. And so uh, I know it sounds like 45 people is a whole lot of people, and it is, but I've got great department heads. And and at this size right now, you know, we can work on anywhere from 8 to 13 vehicles at any given one time and still keep the quality control very, very tight. And uh, that's important to me because, you know, someday a television show will go off the air. But the vehicles that we build, they'll still be out there. And so, uh, you know, that, that those will speak for us. I've seen... I've seen some other, and I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody, so I won't name any names, but I've seen some other vehicles that come from shops that have a television show. And I understand when I see the vehicle that they did it good enough for television. It looked great on camera, but up close and personal, it's got a ton of issues. And I, I, won't, I won't accept that. I want, I want our vehicles, yes, I want them to look great on camera, but... Uh, you know, we, we put our vehicles in booths at SEMA. We, we, we take our vehicles to different shows. Even though I refuse to register, I, w- I, don't, I don't think that's fair that I register for a show because, you know, people might vote for you because you're on TV or whatever, and that's not fair for everybody else. But we like to display our vehicles at different shows and different events, 
and uh, so that people can see them in person and realize, oh my gosh, man, this is this is not just something that looks great on TV. This thing, this thing is gorgeous, and that's why my shop here, one of my buildings, is set up as a museum, and and it's free. You just show up, come on in, and walk around, and you can see so many of these vehicles up close and personal, and and know that you know what we're doing. What we're doing here is is very real. Would it be fair to say that, you know, because you, it seems like, you know, when you guys are driving around, and I was just watching a little earlier, and there was a scene there where Ryan and and, and uh, Mike were driving around, and I think they were looking at a 60 or 61, 62, an early Comet, fin, fin, fin fendered, fin, a Fin yep, Comet, yep, okay. Yep, so, the fins on the back, sure. Right, okay, so uh, that's 60 to 63, if I remember correctly, but anyway. I think you're correct, yep. So would it be fair to say that, you know, a lot of people moved, I mean, you would think that, you know, Las Vegas is out in the middle of the desert. I mean, eventually you're going to run out of cars. But it seems like more people move in there, and then when they leave, they leave the cars there. So that's fair game for you guys, right? Yeah, it it, it actually the well really you know I've I've been I've been picking at cars here for you know years long before there was a television show. That's another thing a lot of people always ask me. They're like you know you knocking on doors or pulling people over or looking in backyards and stuff. Is that real? And, and, and what's funny is, you know, I've been doing that long before there was ever a television show. So when the producers, you know, uh, wanted to talk to me about a TV show, they came and spent some time with me uh, just to see what we do. And that was part of it, was, uh, was out driving around, knocking on doors or pulling people over. So they incorporated it into the show. And it's, 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 it's fun and it's cool. But uh, I've been doing that forever. And the thing about Vegas is living in the desert, it's, it's the perfect climate for uh, for old classic cars because you know nine times out of ten the ones you find here are not rusty yeah they're dry all the rubber's gone all the seals are gone all that kind of stuff is gone but but most of the time you've got some great metal to work with and and that's really the key and for some reason or another the the well has not run dry here <laughs> uh, there's still plenty of cars to find what's the ratio of cars to motorcycles that you do. Um, we probably do for maybe every, that's a good question. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to guess that we probably do two motorcycles to every 10 cars that we do. Something okay. like that. Right. I'm guessing. Yeah. Now, do, now, now what determines, because here's the thing I like about your show, you're the, the mix, the diversity of the, of the outcome of the cars. You got yeah. customs, you got yeah. resto mods, you yeah. got classics. I mean, is that is that your call? Yeah, it's me. That's 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 exactly a hundred percent my call. I, I'm uh, I'm I'm truly a car addict, and I like them all. I like all kinds of different cars from all kinds of different walks of life. So it it, it so much of it just kind of depends on what I'm feeling, you know. And uh, you know, I, I'm telling you, you, you I, I can get excited about you know a small sports car. And I can get thrilled about a big, giant, fat, pimpy Cadillac. I just, uh, I, I love them all. And if you look at my collection, it, it really reflects that. You know, my collect, my personal collection of cars, <clears throat> it's all over the place. Uh, I've got, I've got stuff from, you know, little sports cars to uh, to muscle cars to classics to exotics to hot rods to uh, those big Cadillacs to you know Lincolns. I, I don't know. I just, I just kind of like it all. And. Uh, I don't know. It's it's the Detroit in me or something. I just I just absolutely <laughs> love cars, no matter what. What are some of the featured cars that you're going to have at uh, some of the displays at SEMA? 
You know, I am I am not uh, I'm not displaying anything at SEMA. Oh, I'm you're not going to hang out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually just going to go hang out. It, it's going to be the first time in ages that I've had the opportunity to just kind of chill, and uh, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go uh, just going to go hang out for a bit. Although, well, you know, let me let me take that back. There is there is one vehicle. That it's not mine, so maybe maybe uh, maybe that's why I wasn't thinking about it. But are you are you familiar with the old uh, like like early to mid fifties? They were called Divco. Uh, they were like the milk trucks of the day. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Really cool. Yeah, we did a uh, we did a, a wicked wicked uh, custom paint scheme and 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 tricked out some stuff on a fifty five Divco for. Uh, House of Colors, the uh, the paint company based out of Minneapolis, which mm-hmm. I've got to say they are, as far as custom paint products are concerned, they're A number one and have been for years. And uh, we're doing a whole lot of stuff with, uh, with House of Colors right now. So that Divco that we just got done, it's actually going to be on display in the House of Color booth. Uh, at, at SEMA, so it, it, it'll be a lot of fun to, to, to show that off. But I, I'm, I don't think I'm bringing any of my personal vehicles down this year. I think I'm just uh, I think I'm just going to go wander around. So if it's at House of Colors, John Kosmoski, yeah, Kosmoski, yeah, he'll be there because he's a pretty cool guy. I've met him a he's couple. He's a way cool cat. Yeah, uh, all of their guys are so nice, uh, really good people, man. And 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 I'm telling you, as far as a company to work with, they're fantastic to work with. I love them. Well, yeah, and he talks the talk, walks the walk. I mean, he's a traditional hot rodder, you know. So he one hundred percent. They're 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 definitely the real deal, and have been for years. Now, in the past, McGuire's always used to have his little uh, thing out front where he used to. Um, yeah, Barry McGuire did yeah. his talk show out there. Right, and you were there, I think, once or twice. And I think uh, so, yeah. And who's 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 kind of like fill those shoes now? Because I think last year when I was there, um, it was somebody else. But I was so busy inside in Central Hall, South Hall, North Hall, all over the place. I didn't get a chance to even see what was going on outside. Yeah, I'm the same way. I did not get to see who was out there, so I don't I don't know who's doing that. What is uh, on your table as far as uh, well? Let me let me ask this because we got a couple minutes left. Charities. How many charities do you work with? I mean, is that kind of like one of the, one of your bags too on the a side? Lot. Yeah, we uh, we we do we do we 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 don't. I mean, pe- people find out that that we work a lot with different charities. Um, it's not something that I uh, that I stand up and 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 scream about and wave my hands about because uh, I think I think uh, doing charitable things is something that 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 you should do from your heart and not necessarily. Uh, uh, tell everybody what you're doing, right? Um, but but I can tell you this: uh, uh, a charity that I do love to work with is I I, I love working with uh, with Wounded Warriors. I think that it is a magnificent organization. Um, very very proud to do anything and everything that we can do for our veterans. I'm so thankful for them. Uh, we do uh, we do things for our uh, our local police here as well. In Las Vegas, I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a huge fan of, of first responders and and, uh, and and supporting them as much as we can. And uh, you know, tragically here, you know, as, as the whole world knows, we had that uh, that horrible uh, mass shooting that just went on. And there's been uh, there's been a lot of folks in need here in Vegas that uh, that we've been doing some things to try and help with. And and of course, we're also doing we were doing some things to uh, to help with the folks that. That have been uh, hit with these hurricanes as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I firmly believe in paying it forward and or paying it back, whatever you want to call it, uh, because I, I really feel like we have been blessed, 
And so when you're blessed, man, you got to give back, and uh, and the good Lord above uh, just uh, just keeps blessing you. You, he's, he, you, you. you can't outgive him. So you know, as 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 much as we try to uh, to help as many folks as we can. Uh, he just keeps blessing us, so I'm thankful for that. That's super. Well, Danny, we're up against the clock. I want to thank you very much. I definitely want to have you on again sometime. We'll try to get you on a little earlier so we can talk a little bit more. But Anytime, uh, brother. I will see you in SEMA. I will be there, so I'll be hunting you down. I, every year I always go over to your shop, hang out. I usually bump into Horny Mike and some of the other guys. But, All uh, right. So, uh, <laughs> but you're always busy, but that's okay. Once in a while I see Kevin running around there. But, uh, again, li- listeners, I want to thank my special guest this evening, Danny Coker. From Counting Cars, hit TV show on History Channel. Don't forget to watch him. Now, your show's on every Tuesday night. Isn't it? No. Tuesday nights at 10. Tuesday nights at 10, okay. Tuesday nights at 10 on History. Check it out, you guys. We're, uh, tonight is the, uh, the third week uh, of the new season, so uh, there's still plenty of episodes left. So tune in and enjoy. And, and brother, it's always good talking to you, Robert. And uh, whenever you want to do something again, just holler. Okay, super. Danny, take care. Hey, everybody, I want you guys to check us out every Tuesday night on the Tan Talk Radio Network here at 7 p.m. Tell your friends. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to check out FloridaCarshows.com. Don't forget to watch Counting Cars every Tuesday night. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.